Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Today's episode is brought to you by ProLineStadium.com. Atlantic Canada's home... I almost got a Newfoundland accent there. Atlantic Canada's home field for great sports betting. The latest ProLine offers are here, and you can earn up to $50 in tokens until November 13th. Spend an amount of $25 or more on a single ProLine or stadium bets wager at ProLineStadium.com from October 31st all the way to November 13th and receive a $10 token that can be used on ProLine hockey or basketball winning margins. A total of five $10 tokens can be earned during the promotional period, okay? That's a $50 in ProLine hockey or basketball winning margins free play. Tokens earned must be used by November 30th, 2022. Must be 19 years of age or older. Please play responsibly. Look at you, eh? You made it through hump day, Wednesday, as they like to call it. Uh, Big week coming up here for, I guess, weekend coming up for High Button Sports. Uh, Half of the team is going to be up in Fredericton working the Buster Harvey tournament. Then the other half of the team is going to be here in the HRM covering our stream commitments uh, in the city. So a lot of trust going on both parties. The, the, the company's growing and it's an exciting time. You, whenever, you know, you're seeing growth in your life and, and any aspect of what you do on a day-to-day basis and you start to see more responsibility, more, uh, you know, more connections being made, more, uh, more reaction from other people, positive reaction. It's an exciting time. And whenever you get a positive reaction from people, most likely people are going to refer you to do other things. And that's kind of what happened uh, with us over the past couple of years. We've done some really good tournaments. We've uh, set some good word of mouth with the streaming and the highlights and the podcast whenever we travel. And now tournaments are starting to, to recognize this and inviting us to, to other tournaments. So it's been, in the, uh, it's been in the plan all along. But now with the pandemic taking a little bit of a backseat, um, these tournaments are, are, are more often and we're able to, to travel and, and, and see other parts of, I guess you could say Atlantic Canada when it comes to these tournaments, which is something we're excited about, but with growth comes responsibility to make sure that the quality of the product that we're putting out stays consistent. And it's a challenge we're excited to meet and we're, uh, we're really looking forward to the next six months through Christmas and into the year 2023. Um, myself, Justin Belanger, we had Matt Dudley, Jeff Warburton for this podcast. Just wanted to catch up with uh, essentially all three of us before we hit the road and before uh, we go to work. We covered some great topics, and uh, I hope that you enjoy. I hope you're enjoying your week. You're halfway there, Wednesday hump day, as I said. Weekend's around the corner. Uh, yeah, without further ado, here's the episode. What's better than us right now? What is it? Thursday, Tuesday? It's a Wednesday afternoon right now. The boys are sitting at two o'clock talking to each other on these things that we like to call microphones. I don't know. There's probably people sitting down at a job right now wearing a tie that's a little bit too tight and they're going, these little pricks, they get to sit in a room, talk about nothing. And that's, that, that's their life. And I'm here nothing. typing in <laughs> some number that no one's going to look at. Right. <laughs> so as much as we complain, even though we don't complain ever, Life is pretty good, boys. Dudes, Jeff, welcome to the High Button Podcast, a.k.a. the company you guys work in. How's life? What an intro. <laughs> really? Just ask him. Hey, just ask Belly how that was. It's nice to be back at the table. Yeah. Shooting the poop, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because uh, no swear words. But uh, that's a pretty good start for me. Didn't swear yet. Well, you can swear. It's just we're not, you know. At the end of the day, I think about advertising. Of course. <laughs> yeah. We're not. We're I not. We're not kids, man. Okay, yeah. sure. I think well, I should have said kids, but you know, you have to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, not me. Out. I don't think that way first. You know, no. we're sitting at work technically. I heard back in the day when it was like you would probably attest to this if you know the answer to it. 
but I think it was the first 10 episodes of the Trailer Park Boys, the the people in the office from Showtime were like, too many F-bombs in 30 minutes. How, is that how long the episodes were? It's yeah. Like, and for, since like 10 episodes in, there was always a, a, an F-U count. <laughs> did, do, do you, do you ever, have you ever heard that? I, I've seen clips of them, but I don't remember it fully, no. But I can I can tell you there's they definitely didn't get rid of them because how many F bombs do you think there are in, in an episode of Trailer Park Boys? There's Ricky says probably man, like twenty within the first fifteen minutes of the show, always. Everything he says starts with that. Or is in the middle of it, or if you can't think of something, he says it like it's yeah. hilarious. There's so many. The whole show is based around that word, basically. Yeah. You know, Tra- Trailer Park Boys was like porn back in the day where you had to stay up late to watch it. The parents hated when you were watching it. You just couldn't get caught watching Trailer Park Boys. That's what it was in my really? family. Oh, yeah. It wasn't like it was oddly enough the Simpsons, too. Yeah. But South Park, they had no they didn't care. Yeah, go for it. South Park, but like Simpsons really? and Trailer Park Boys. Those were the two big in the household. <laughs> I feel like, first of all, it's showcase. What did I say? I don't remember, but it wasn't correct. Um, that would be a much less awkward encounter with your parents getting caught watching trailer park boys and it would be watching porn you don't think oh, oh it's just justin he's just <laughs> you can turn it off they're swearing every i was word. getting changed <laughs> you're not gonna tell no one i was getting changed <laughs> oh man a great show though that's yeah it. that's the end of the day and there's a lot of people that are just getting into it like i have uh, a really? guy at work randy uh wig always calls him bobandy and he just like kind of goes along that has no idea what the reference is and he said he's just started watching trailer park <laughs> oh, boys and boy. now he's starting to get all like because wig and i at work will you know, we'll shoot the shit and say random Trailer Park Boys quotes or whatever. And he's everyone else is just looking at us like, what? And I'm like, there are people out here that haven't seen Trailer Park Boys, and it blows my mind. In Nova Scotia. Yeah. And that's I mean, a little bit more odd than, like, someone in true. Kentucky Dude, that's never I, seen I was going to say, when I lived in Toronto, went to university, when I told people I was from Nova Scotia or Halifax, that was, like, the number one thing, like, the people <laughs> there knew. Like, oh, Trailer Park Boys, like, it happened all the time. Like you know, you say, "Oh yeah, I'm from Nova Scotia." That was all. That was my most frequent get back. Really? Oh, Trailer Park Boys, Ricky, like like Leahy, Ricky. like Leahy, like you know, fucking Bo Bandy, like all that sort of thing. I'd always get it from the guys. So even like this, the guys in the suburbs in Toronto, where seven million people live, they, <laughs> they watch know. it, man. I was gonna say I watched on Netflix, so I grew up totally different. Oh, yeah. you guys, like to you, it was like a show that was on True. every, however, like every, what was it? Friday night? Every I don't two, do you remember? Like, I don't know. It was just on Saturday late. Right. Right. On every show Saturday. case. Yeah. So then, but I experienced it just like a show, like in grade 10, I went by, like watched every season in one weekend. It was like, this is the greatest thing ever. So we, that's crazy that he, think, yeah. we, I remember I couldn't wait for Sunday mornings to watch even Stevens. Family that, Channel. Family Channel. Yeah. I remember we were living in Rockingham. That oh, house was freezing. It. I'd sit over the heater with my blanket <laughs> and rub over the, like, you know what I mean? Just make a little hot pack. And I'd sit there and just watch Even Stevens. Yeah. But you had to you had to wait to watch it. Of course. And you grew up in the era oh, yeah. where they can just click and collect. You're, watch you're, all of them. You're, you're click and watching. Yeah. Watch all at once. You can yeah. sit there and watch the whole season. Which well, we I used do. to have to wait. Because I remember we used to get together at Tommy's to watch the Christmas special every year. You'd have to sit there and make sure everyone was ready to go like at that time, like you said, because it's one episode a week or whatever it is. But then eventually, mm-hmm. you know, the popularity grows for it, and they start to air it a few times, and it, then it gets on like primetime TV. Because I remember watching it, I think. What show are we talking about? Trailer Park Boys. Okay. But it's still scheduled viewing. Like, you know what I mean? Even if it was on a bigger channel. like Yeah, of course. I kind of, I kind of wish the shows were still like that. I don't know if how much I like this. Like, I'd rather be like every Wednesday night have this show to look forward to. Yeah, they're kind of sure. There's still shows like that. Like, yeah. I, I watch some some shows with the woman that I'm not gonna say them on air. I'll take heat. Um, Why not? I'm just kidding. It's Dancing with the Stars every Monday night, baby. It was 90s night last week. The household was lit. 90s. Hey, every song they played clip would this, have been. This. I mean, you don't even. You won't remember the 90s. You weren't even thought of yet. <laughs> when were you born? Yeah, 99, June 8th. Oh yeah, so, so you're like our end of the nineties, almost the yeah, the very end of the nineties. That's so wild to think about that he can just that he was like I seen it on Netflix, but you and I will snuck it in to try and see it because we yeah. were younger when it came out, and it really didn't seem like a great show. You know what I mean? It was funny, but like I feel like a lot of TV shows are good at just like setting the scene so you know when to laugh, even if you yeah. don't necessarily get what they said. Growing up in like the suburbs, watching it introduced me to a whole well, basically introduced me to people that didn't have anything. 
just how they got by in life. You know, you're so like you live in a neighborhood where you can eat every day and you can wash your clothes, take a shower, and just seeing how they go by life. It just yeah. it introduced me to poor people. That's all I'll say. Yeah, it just introduced me to how the other side lived. Enough. Everyone I mean, learns differently, right? You knew me way before that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait. I was just going to say, the whole thing when you're a kid, you didn't understand the hash driveway when you were watching no. at age seven I didn't understand years old. anything. <laughs> yeah. I didn't understand that either. I thought, like, ah, like, that's just cement or porn there, right? Actually, the thing, I think what, the thing that attracted the, like, our age group was, like, Bubbles, right? Because that was such, like, a, a, a out there character. This guy with big, you know, magnified glasses, and he <laughs> he talks with his lip out, and he drives a go-kart, wears a hockey helmet, right? When that, That's, like, a little detail that goes a long way, but... It's just because that's who I liked at the beginning. But as you get a little bit older and you start to understand like the context of the show and stuff, it's like Ricky and, and like all these characters, it's just the perfect mix yeah. of these characters in a show. You know what I mean? You start to J-Rock everybody. I've you, always wondered about the budget with it. Yeah. Because if you watch the first, you know, 50 episodes, you, you, we could record an episode. Oh, yeah. it, it's not. True. It's, it's the iPhones are better now than the cameras they used on back then to film those shows thousand percent anyways yeah great have you show. have you ever had any of them on the pod no i've i've had the opportunity to have i'm not going to say who one of them on uh not i guess all, he didn't say yes but a guy offered he's like i know him really well i can put the conversation in motion and i said i would only do it if he would do it not in character and apparently that's not a thing they they have to kind of do it in character really yeah it's if you watch their podcast quake did one a couple with them and they're in character like I if mean, you look yeah. at them at any talk, you've never. I don't think you, if you guys can name mm. a talk show or a podcast that they've done out of mm. character, tell me about it. But I don't know of any. Anytime they're on camera, they're in character, and yeah, I couldn't do man. that for an hour. They would put you in a mental pretzel, man. Oh, 100 <laughs> percent. You'd be done. Yeah, anyone would. I feel like I could keep up with those guys. With the really, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I could be part of the cast for sure. Yeah, maybe it is your it's your second nature. That... I mean, I pretty much lived my life based on a bunch of their. The way they do things, Ricky confusing people when he's explaining things, like you can call it Ricky and people, right? Yeah, just a bunch of stuff, just getting by, Rickyisms. right? Just doing everything you can to get by. That's all they do. That's the yeah. end of the day. That's what Trailer Park Boys is. Anyways, yeah. have you guys ever seen an interview? I'm trying to think. Have you guys ever seen? No. No. Okay, no. so what the guy said is probably correct. But anyways, yeah, that's where that was. Interesting. Um, moving on. Great show, uh, gentlemen. Big, uh, big week coming up for High Button Sports. I'm happy you guys are here for the business meeting. Whoever's listening, whoever's watching, welcome to the business meeting. Um, <laughs> dudes and I know what we're doing. Jeff knows what you're. Jeff, you know what you're doing as well. But I think it's the biggest weekend for Jeff. As much as dudes and I are excited to go to Fredericton um, and work the Buster Harvey tournament up in Fredericton, do some highlights, get to know some people, maybe talk to. We got a couple friends up there. Carruthers, Junior A team, all oh, that. I'm sure there'll be people around. This, man. You know, it's, it's always great getting out, but. In the city, I think. How many streams do we have this week? Eight, something oh, no, like. No, we, it's it's not in, it's not really that many. It's just the timing of them are all at the same time, right? So, how do you feel about uh, while dudes and I leave the province? You're kind of left in charge of high button Nova Scotia, I guess we'll call it. Totally fine. You're not <laughs> having to even given a second thought. Add like. some dramatic flair, <laughs> right, Jeff. Right. Say you're a little nervous. Yeah, I'm a little, yeah, just yeah. <laughs> get the people juiced yeah, up here. I mean, kinda... I wish I was going with you, but... No, uh, don't you be know. nervous, man. You'll be fine. <laughs> I know. All right? Deep breaths, right. man. I got this. No. Yeah, I don't know. Just another weekend, man. Just another weekend. All right. That looks... All right. I don't know. Okay. So, all right. Miserably. All right. <laughs> miserably. <laughs> I thought you were going to go <laughs> deep into it. Like, I don't know. We trained him too well. That's what happened. Yeah, I'm just confident. That's what you trained Month me ago, to be. Month ago, maybe confident. we would have a different answer. If I was nervous, I would give you. If this was last year at this time, I would be nervous about that for sure. That's what we're looking for. But I think like just the way the start of this year has gone, it's just gone well, and uh, I just don't. You know, I know where we're going. We can knock, but bro, it's just it's gonna. Like, you know, I've done all these games like ten times already at these rinks, so I know as long as I'm there to guide it through, it'll be fine. And that's the thing that we always talk about too is like is when you do new tournaments or you go to new events or new games or new teams or whatever the case may be, the biggest like I'm not gonna call it a fear, but the biggest thing that's you're thinking about the whole time is, you know, getting there and getting set up and getting a feel for Who's there? The rank where you're going to be set up. Are you talking like, about Fredericton or for just for like him, just in oh, general, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, just yeah. in general, where he's what he's saying is that he's comfortable setting everything up. He's been there before. He knows the people probably working the gate and like the coaches on the team. You know, everyone you reckon as soon as you recognize, it's fine because you can just walk through and do whatever you need to do. I remember that was big for Mark. Yeah, at uh, Sportsplex. I remember the first mm. two games he walked in, and I don't think we had those high button, high collar shirts yet. 
and you'd walk in with all this equipment and they'd question him. But then he's like that third game. He's like, Justin, you wouldn't believe it. I walked in and they didn't even say anything. They just bowed their yeah. head and like kind of let me go. And yeah. it's like that to, to this day. But I, it is just having you know yeah. a, a, a friendly face in the in the crowd. Go, oh, you guys are good. Yeah, go. Because I remember back in the day, you'd have to go into a rink and explain who you are with this camera, yeah. filming these kids. Anymore. You yeah. know, you're just that like guy it, looking like me. Yeah, it just it was a thing. Like it was, what do you guys? You know, and we didn't even have an answer. We're just like, I don't know. Mm, we're you know, working we're here i used oh, to yeah. i used to play in this tournament so i know what i'm doing you know it's <laughs> always our excuse for everything yeah yeah but anyways yeah, no i think um you know i think we got our bases covered i'm excited to uh it's exciting how do you feel about me being back here That's running high by halifax you know i no, you've proven yourself you know you if you if i didn't uh, trust you i'd definitely let you know and i I'd, mm. I'd let you like i say i'd let you know but no you've uh what do we say you've gone through the reps Oh yeah. Like you've had to go to those East Hants Friday in the middle of February. Triple overtime. Triple overtime, <laughs> one in the morning games. Yeah. Like you've proven yourself. Don't let that get to your head because the moment you take advantage of it, I'll tell you. <laughs> but don't let that get to your head. But no, you've, you've you've gone through the gauntlet per se and you've proven yourself. So once you're in that position to I guess manage people, I don't like to use the word manage, but if you can guide people to success, then that's kind of the next step for you. Well, we'll see. I can tell you this much. We wouldn't be going yeah. and leaving you here mm -hmm. if we didn't, right? That's just not – sometimes you do need to be thrown to the wolves, but there's a time and a place for that kind of stuff. You know, I feel like for us growing up, that was just how you learned. Yeah. yeah. But, oh, uh, there's definitely been times. That week when we were in Moncton and, like, when they had like, – and none of us were here. I was more I was more worried about that for sure. I yeah, was, yeah, I was worried about that yeah. during that weekend. Yeah. So. I think it's just because I'm here, and like, let's be real, like, it's gonna go fine. <laughs> yeah, I like Theo, and I like your boy there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mark's good. Yeah. And we, uh, we might have someone from our. Did yeah. he reply? Not yet, but um, we need to lock that in. We will. Uh, but, but, but what was I gonna say? What was I going to say? It was unreal. <laughs> it was a sick thing to say. Can't be that sick. I can't remember. Yeah, I know. No, I don't remember. I guess we could talk about the Philly pants. How incredible was that? Oh, the Cooperalls. Why didn't they wear them during the game? Does anyone know? I think probably because it's just such a difference. Insurance. <laughs> probably probably well, not allowed, right? Well, uh, I don't. Reason. I don't know if there is like there may be, like, uh, gear rules. That's like I mean? the regulations, regulations part of rules. But at the end of the day, like if you guys, if you, all three of us went out right now and for the first half of the game we wore our regular setup socks, pants, you know, and then we went out for the rest of the game and wore pants over what you're wearing. It would be a little bit different, right? There's some res resistance on the knee and stuff like that when you're trying to bend. I would imagine it's just a different setup. So I just don't think not fair to the players. Almost. They just wouldn't want to do it. I think, yeah. and I think it's cool to go out and not have to worry about it and warm up and show them off and do your thing and slick your flow back and go no bucket, right? Like, because let's be real, that's the last league in the world that's not wearing cages yeah. by December, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a little bit of extra extra love there yeah. for watching that kind of stuff. But yeah, Cooperalls are sick, man. Are they wearing them in the Winter Classic game? How many Winter Classic games are there? Because I know there's Pittsburgh, <laughs> Philly. Let's see. I know the, uh, Pittsburgh, Boston. Sorry, that's going to be an unreal game. Fenway during oh. the world during the World Juniors too. I know a couple people going to that actually. People oh, yeah? are oh yeah. It's probably why everyone's selling their tickets to the World Juniors. They're whatever. driving down. Just why the, wouldn't you? Boston. They drive to Boston. Twelve hours. Is that what it is? Twelve. Yeah, if yeah. you drive like a ninety-year-old. Get there. <laughs> that's no, what Google Maps says. No offense if there's any. That says Google. <laughs> But yeah, there's. I feel like there's a lot of winter classic games this year. Three hundred bucks for a ticket. Is that what it is? Three hundred bucks. Unless that she's section G. Yeah, she's you're getting a nosebleed out there, buddy. Three. So the cheapest is three hundred bucks. Couple ants skating down there. Plus fees, right? You never six hundred for two tickets. Obviously, that math adds up. We all up, know parking sucks down there too. I guess you maybe take the train in. I still got my parking pass. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I Good. love Boston. Such a great city. The oh, people are nice too. That's similar to here, I find. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like your downtown core kind of feels like downtown Halifax. I know you're like you're like 14, so you wouldn't really know. But I've been to Boston, but East, East Boston Coast Market. East Coast people are East Coast people. Yeah, it doesn't. I've never been to New York. I hear people in New York are different, but East Coast people are East Coast people. Even down in Florida, I find people mm -hmm. are very. You know, how are you? You know, just a bunch of retired people. Oh yeah, just people seem pretty nice. Well, if you go to L.A. or California and you're from here, it's going to be totally different. Like than yeah, I Florida, did it. you know I, what I mean? It's yeah. not a climate thing. It's about it's a coast thing, like you said. Yeah, right? West Coast is very different than the East Coast. Yeah, especially within the people and the weather. 
It was snowing in Vancouver the other day, I saw. Yeah. When I was there, it only snowed once, and I was there for two years. It snowed in November. Global warming, but it's all that Yeah, it's interesting how... Science. I've done the research. <laughs> I know how it works. Did you this. see that guy with the, the guy for uh, the Nathan McKinnon video that we did? Yeah. Aiden interviewed him on the hill, and Aiden goes, how many uh, beers do you think Nate can drink out of the cup? And he goes, well... I've done the science. I know the research. And the truth is, <laughs> oh, yeah. the truth is, if you win the cup, you can drink unlimited beers. So I know. <laughs> I've done the research. I've done the research. <laughs> that guy was great. Dude, I was nervous that day. That was the day I was nervous for. Why? Like, I still get nervous about things. It's just you should. this particular thing this weekend, I'm not. But there's definitely. Why were you nervous about that? You did a podcast with the guy a week before. No, and it wasn't nervous about the Nate part. It was just like I hadn't like really shot videos. Like uh, I, I do live streaming. Like that was like an actual video, like with an SD card. And like as stupid as that sounds, like I just don't haven't done a lot of that. Like what you guys do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just do the live, hook it up to I can look at it on my computer, that sort of thing. Yeah. I was that I was just like filming it, like hoping it was gonna turn out well. Yeah. Rather oh, it turned than, out great. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was so nervous to hand that off to you. <laughs> you know what those thing. street interviews are great for transferring into real life is controlling uh, a room. Like when you're doing street interviews, you're kind of controlling that other person, if you know what I mean, by applying your energy to them so they have to kinda of feed it back to you. Yeah. And when you go into regular life, and you're in a room that's maybe you're really good at this too, oddly yeah. enough. Just you're being in a room that's off in an energy, maybe quiet. People aren't talking to each other. You just kind of know how to read a room, and you know how to change the energy in it. It's 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 a hard thing to explain. You got to actually do it. But those street interviews are great for that stuff. You got to be able to control your surroundings. Because think oh, about yeah. it, you got hey camera guy, look over here, get me a camera. When you got Nate to your right there holding the cup, it's like you got to pick and choose. So you got to control your energy of where the camera goes. I might be making no sense, but anyways. No, that's your, it's, you are making sense. I was just going to say on, uh, in light of what you said, that's the one thing I haven't done. Like I've done camera, mm. but like I, that's my biggest anxiety of the whole thing. Is you doing, haven't done street interviews? No, man. And I'm like, everyone's like, what are you talking about? Because it's me, right? I'm like, I'm just an idiot. I talk all the time and I talk to whoever. And like you said, I go in a room and it's uncomfortable and I'll crack a dumb joke and try and make things. But interviews just don't, it just makes me nervous, man. Because like you said, there's so many variables and stuff, right? And like. You do have to set an energy because you don't just go up to a guy and say, these days, like, here, interview, you kind of have to come up and you have to be smiling or yeah. kind of, you and I have to be joking around or like, hey, brother, how are you? Do exactly. You just, yeah. So it's like, it's mm-hmm. it's different, but there's times where like you said, especially in that scenario, man, it's a goddamn parade downtown Halifax. There's so many factors. You got to be watching the, the things in the parade. Mm-hmm. You got to be trying to find there's people everywhere. There's cops. There's, you know what I mean? You probably had a cord hanging. So you got to be flipping it up, right? There's just so many things. And people listen to this that work like, you know, construction or something like that. Like, that's not hard, boys. Like, it's not hard physically, no. But it is hard mentally to, like, keep all those things under wrap and still worry about the product of what you're doing. I I talked to Sav, like, a week after all that happened. Mm -hmm. Because he was on the float with Nate. So, apparently, when you guys were right next to... (laughs) Like the you guys were like the you guys were behind the cops pretty much. We were with the cops, you were with man. the cops. We were with so play. so apparently there was confusion to who you guys were. But then as soon as they saw the mic flag, because it was Aiden. I don't think maybe Nate did meet Aiden. No, two, he didn't. First, first one, first, first one, one, two years ago. So maybe he just didn't remember him. But apparently, like they saw that the whole fire truck and they're like okay you guys are good but there was a conversation about it oh is that yeah just like who are these guys with the mic and the camera yeah. but then once you guys are good and yeah. that and so here this behind that i'm golfing in cape breton no service on the ninth hole just in, not ninth like the sixth hole in the middle of the the field the the course no service and i finally get back to the club host connect to the wi-fi and i get like eight messages from jeff and then he's going, this is going to be the best video ever. The cops let us in. We were talking to, we were talking to Cogliano and Landis Gog. Oh, my God. Yeah. The Mooseheads are here, too. And it was just like eight messages. And I was like, oh, thank God. Because I was there stressing for six holes. Oh, I, I know think you. I was yeah. like eight over. And and, uh, and as soon as I got all those eight messages, I was like, oh, I still played terrible. But you know, it was just great to like <laughs> get all those messages. Especially so nice. you. Yeah, oh, my God. You're always stressing. Like Always all, stressing. Constantly talking this guy down. You know, because yeah. you know, everyone, I'm just, oh, no, it's we'll yeah, deal with yeah. it <laughs> it'll be it, fine yeah but yeah no that's uh it's a that's a yeah that's pretty cool man like i was i was rattled that i was gone for that and i know you were too but it was cool for you guys to get to be able to yeah. experience that like too, i right? said that was the most nervous i was about anything all summer <laughs> and i like it turned out to be one of the best days obviously right isn't like, that funny how that uh, works the most funny. fear 
Yeah. On the other side of fear is just greatness. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, because fear is good. Like I get nervous for beer league games most times, like still, just because it's, yeah. I'm not like, I don't, my whole night isn't going to be ruined if we lose, but like you care enough about it. So you get nervous, right? You care about the product. You care about how you're going to perform or whatever the case may be. Like, that's just how it is. If you're not nervous for something, you probably just don't give a shit. You know, someone I saw like day. one of those quotes was like, fear is a fear. Fear is a, uh, it's like a blessing. It's like most people wake up every day and they, some people don't have like a, a motive or a goal. Mm. They're not nervous about anything because they know mm. the routine. But if you have fear faced in your life every day, it's kind of a blessing because it's, you know, you go through growth, I guess, with fear. Puts hair in your chest, right? Still don't have say. any, but yeah. Like, Still yeah. don't have any. <laughs> I guess Enough so. fear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love adversity, hate getting it. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. It's a good one. Yep. Love adversity, hate getting it. Well, Think about that. It's the love adversity part sounds stupid, but at the end of the day, it's it's not getting adversity that you love. It's coming out on the other side of it is what you love. Satisfaction, but, exactly. But you, you you don't get that feeling unless you get the adversity, right? It's just just a shortened uh, problem solved. Yeah, it's kind of a stupid quote, but we use it a lot. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just something that kind of keeps you going. It's like sun's coming out. Get the twiggies going. The uh, vibes getting down on the course, and you just go, oh look, boy, sun's coming out, and everyone will. You'll get at least one of the other three guys to. To peak to see if, and then everyone's back in good spirits, right? Because everyone loves the sun when you're golfing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just, oh, oh, all right, we're back, you know? Golf courses are losing money right now, no? They could be open. The thing is, though, think about it from a business perspective. Like, yeah, they could be open and, and charging $40 green fees because you're walking, right? So you, then you got to pay your maintenance guys in the kitchen. And so you're, you're not going to, like, for example, at the golf course at the end of the season there, there was... The last that weekend that was super nice. It was jam packed, right? But it's like there's like you know fifteen twenty groups a day instead of like three hundred. So it's like translate that into who you're paying to keep you know the guys working and coming in every morning. So it's just yeah, they could be open and some people will stay open, but at the end of the day, you're spending money that you you just can't afford to be spending, right? Yeah, a lot especially of upkeep, these days. A lot of upkeep with those courses. Well, they ideally want fifteen employees. Like Cabot has like. You know, 500 employees. And, like, <laughs> I think where I was this summer, we had, like, like in the maintenance crew, like, eight, maybe. And, like, 14 is the ideal minimum number. So, that's the uh, – I'll tell you what. Working at the golf course really opened my eyes to – you know, I don't complain about the golf course because I suck. And, like, I'm not good enough to complain. Like, nothing at the course is going to affect the way you, I play the grass. What do you mean you suck? At golf? Just, yeah, golf. What does that just, have to do with working there? I'm just saying, like, I don't complain. Like, you hear people like, oh, like, the grass is too long, or, like, the oh, collars are this, or the, no one's, sorry, the greens sorry. are slow. And it's like, there is so much to keeping a golf course game ready at the peak of the summer, man. Like And, like, especially this summer, no rain, right? Grass is all burnt, and people are like, it's dry here. And I'm like, <laughs> what do you want me to do? Like, I'm changing garbage cans. Like, you know, like, do I look like the guy that's keeping the grass wet? Like, it didn't rain. But anyways, it's it just opened my eyes to what it's like to, to grind through a golf course and keep that, you know, place buzzing for everybody to be happy. Yeah. It's a great part of people's uh, summer golf. Oh, definitely. It's a it's lot of fun. Taking over. It's like, I got buddies that never like, including me that never once even owned a golf club. And now they're all they do is golf. Yeah. You got one right here. That's what I mean. When I first met you, you weren't, you didn't even have your first set yet. Yet, And now you're like, I'll say that when I guy. was done, um, uh, I probably finished lacrosse. I've always played hockey in the winter, mm. but the summer I did not. Lacrosse was my summer thing, and I probably finished, you know, five years ago. So I didn't have that summer thing. I didn't have that because I don't play hockey in the summer. Summer identity. I, yeah, that's it. I didn't have my summer identity. Yeah. And as soon as I was introduced to golf and how that world worked, I found my uh, I found my thing, and I think a lot of people did. I just find golf such a good mixture of competition and leisure. And people, you know what I mean? People. Because the other thing is, it's 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 different in the sense where you and I were all used to playing team sports, right? Like I never played badminton, badminton, or whatever growing up. So you rely on your teammates, and you do, and that's kind of like a culture thing. But in golf, it's on you, right? Maybe in a scramble, you can rely on the other guy, but it's like it's it's you're, you can't get mad at anybody but yourself. You made the bad shot, but it's it's competition. You can compete with your buddies and stuff. But it's not physical, but it's just like you're chilling. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, you're just there to get out of the house. Yeah. Or to get away from the things you hate. But that's also a freeing feeling because then you're not letting anyone down. So if you start playing like crap, you're like, oh, well, 
I'll always good. have next week <laughs> or next, or next or shot. Next shot. Right. You know what I mean? You know what? I it, never like, thought of that. I ne- you never want to give up on other things because you're like letting people down. But it's like if I like I'll start playing like playing my hardest. And then, like, if, like, five holes in, I'm just down the tubes. I'm like, all right, crack a couple more beers. Like, <laughs> this this ain't my round. And no one else cares because they can play their own games. Yeah. That's it's all so true. You know? It's all when you're having those games, it's about not bringing the group down. That's yeah, what I was just yeah. saying. I've been that guy, and I've only been that guy once because I learned my lesson. Because, I, I, like I said, I'm aware of reading rooms, energy, mm-hmm. all that shit. And I was like, I'm being that guy right now. And ever since that day, and I caught myself, never been that guy since. You stopped getting invited and stuff, yeah. too. Well, I went Thursday or Sunday with Campbell and Wig and all. It's like... Yeah best group you can go with like my boys and i was just terrible like and i'm yeah. i'm like all right on a good day but just like not not making any shots and i'm like boys if i wasn't with you guys i would be losing it right now because you don't want to be the guy that brings the group down especially on the last day of the year you know everyone's like okay well we're not inviting him again because yeah. he killed our our vibe the whole time just yeah. complaining throwing your club you know or yeah. whatever i don't throw my clubs but let me ask you this if you played in on an nhl team where you were in a climate that allowed golf year round and you were a bubble guy, like bottom six. You might, every now and then, you might get sent down to the A. Would you play golf, or would you just strictly focused on hockey? I would say if you were allowed to, I would. Really, man? Why not? Yeah. Like I know they're. We obviously have no idea what their schedule is like, right? Like kind of on the outside, we've heard about it. Yeah. But like, do you have time? Yeah, you definitely golf, have time. Like, do you though? Yeah, man. I like. I just look. Just like I follow Colorado. Yeah. Oddly enough, and you know they they've had you know. Four days off this year in a row at home. Like they'll play Winnipeg at home four days off, and then the next thing they got, uh, that's true, New Jersey. So you're telling me in those four days, coach is going to bag you? Like, you know, even if he does bag you, practice is over at noon, you got all day. All depends how you're playing, how that goes. That's what that's my point. If you're that guy on the bubble, do you want to show your teammates the bubble? You know, there could be a couple snitches on the team. Hey, look, you know, see, you know, Justin went golfing. Either you never know. It's just. It, at that level, you got to do everything you can to stay there. 100%. So that was, oh, because I, I remember talking to someone who was in the NHL and had a, you know, was on the bubble. And uh, I was like, you know, when you're, when you're over there, do you golf at all? And he goes, nah, like I just, uh, I just try to focus on hockey. I really try not to, uh, you know, golf and, 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 and play these uh, games. It's just focus. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's interesting. I, I don't know how I would react to that if I was in a climate that you could play year round and had four days off and knowing there's a golf course two streets over. Well, how am I supposed to focus on hockey when it's, I'm looking at it? You know, I don't know. I think that's kind of what boils down to making some of the tougher things of being a pro. You, and it's, yeah. a, it's a read and react situation, right? Like, you know, when coach is mad or when management's mad at you personally, or at the team, mm. you're not going to go in the middle of a, of a shitter of four games or whatever and go golfing on a day where it's an optional practice type deal. Right. Obviously that's, an, that goes without saying, mm. but it's, it's being a professional man. You got to know when to go golfing and when to go put the extra work in. And I think the thought process of having to fight for your life every single day benefits people. And then other guys just say, well, whatever, I'm just going to go golfing because I'm not getting in the lineup anyways, right? Mm. But then you're getting sent down. So that's that like mental battle that they probably have to deal with. I have no idea, actually, if that's how it is, but that's what I'm guessing. Mm. You know, read and react, just like you said. Yeah. Walk into a room, you can tell if it's, you know, way out there joke or it's just a subtle, hey, how you guys doing type deal. Also like leadership group. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, are the leaders going golfing? Well, that's it. That's right a big there. one. It's if it's just you, that's kind of you're probably kind of like just nobody. Nobody wants to go golfing, <laughs> yeah. and you're just like something's Terrible up here. Yeah, 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 yeah. I played three minutes last night. Like yeah. I'm going golfing. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I played three. Minutes. You're like Christ. Four days off, especially if you're a young guy too. Like there's those four days off for guys with families and stuff. Those are crucial days. You know what I mean? And like families don't really get talked about enough. And like imagine how tough that would be for your kids, especially wife. with kids, right? So those four days, you're. Why do you think Tom Brady came back? You know what I mean? He's he got home and got, got to yeah, got home and he was like, "Man, I got to cook and clean and yeah. worry about the kids going here and there." He's like, "Ah, I'm just going to go play football." I think. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. it's it's crazy. You need those days. So, the young guys probably go out and golf and stuff like that and the other guys are like, "Nah, like going home with the wife or whatever, which is the right thing to do, right? At the end of the day." Do you uh do you guys ever do any reading? Uh, I wouldn't say I, I consider myself a reader. I I can I read 
things that I want yeah. to. Yeah, I've been reading the sports autobiographies on the hockey players. So I read like Messier's, oh, yeah. Avery's, like Brian Burke's. Like when we were in Moncton, I was crushing that Brian Burke book in the car when we were Yeah, you were, I, you were. You were either sleeping in the book or reading it, one yeah. or the other. <laughs> and yeah, so I've been like learning about like all the different like just behind the scenes of the hockey and they have a lot of free time. Like you'd be oh, yeah. shocked. Like, yeah. Like, like they, yeah, they, do. they send yeah, it. Guess. Like, yeah, like I totally agree with what you were saying. Like, you see like their snap store like their snap stories like all this stuff and you're like all right like you know it's not like they're it's their whole focus but it's not their whole life like they're like they're all and they go out like a lot too <laughs> like they'll go out until like 3 a.m and then come back and like have morning skate at seven but because they're just so used to it like they're in, they're animals it's always interesting like reading the different perspectives well it is interesting because there's some guys who are on the bubble of these nhl teams and they'll, they'll still be in school taking a class here mm. a class there because you just never know yeah, you gotta like, back up you just like you just never know because the nhl it's very short-lived for most guys and if you're in there okay great let's say you make a mill you know a year you know what's the minimum 750 a year I think it's seven fifty. It yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it's like if you can make seven hundred and fifty dollars American for one year, you know, I'm not saying that's you're set for life, but you can do some good things see, with that. You see half yeah. of that after taxes. Depends where you're at. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. But if you're in the Canadian market, you're for the most part, a little guys harder. Getting nailed that, like get nailed right for it. But still, even I mean, no one's gonna sit here at this table and say half of even half at 750,000 oh, yeah. you know it's 375 or whatever it is is a good amount of money for a year's salary right i know it's hard and i'm not an nhl hockey player and i never was close but it that's a lot of money man if you gave yeah. me $375,000 right now i'd be good for a while but here's the thing a lot of people are realizing this belly and because the game has shifted to a young man's game and it's so fast and hard there's more injuries have you noticed people don't fight through injuries as much anymore they just do it on the playoffs back in the day in the 80s you said your your armpit hurt, or you had you know your your tummy was upset, like you were just getting cut, like because you just you played through that, and now it's just different now. Everyone's about taking care of their bodies and all that stuff, right? But I feel like they they do they go out as much still. Like we'll never know, but mm. that's I feel what, like yeah. that's it. That part of it has changed kind of because everyone's got nutritionists and mm. therapists and like what are they bringing them to the moose with? We're them, all human know? though, man. We're all we're all human. Like no, I don't. I, there's few that aren't. There's robots. I just mean, I just mean we're all human. Like, like they're gonna get bored. Like as much as they like yeah. that stuff, they're gonna get bored and they're gonna be like, I'd be like, all right, like I'm going out with the boys. Like oh, every yeah. guy wants to go yeah. with the boys, and then if you can get in a rhythm of doing it and like being able to practice the next morning, and also staying out of the limelight, you? like and cameras. Then, yeah, and then like you're, and then you're on a road trip with all your like with all your boys for mm. the next two weeks, going to all these different cities. Like they're set, they're they're getting after it, right? There's no way they're not. Yeah, that's a read and react situation for them probably as well. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to speculate. I know if it were me, I at this point in my life, I'd probably be pretty good at like staying in and stuff like that. But if I was 19 in the NHL, I'd be well, I wouldn't have been there long. I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder right? what I wonder what Sid's like as a leader right now. I wonder if he even has to say anything or the guys just look at him and go, "Okay, he's doing that. I'm doing it." Then he doesn't need. To he say doesn't even anything. need to, exactly. Everyone knows like there's kids in the NHL right now that grew up watching Sid play. Yeah, but the difference of seeing him in the room. Yeah, that's what I mean, like, though. But now you get to see it. Like, like Matt, everyone knows what he's about. Yeah. Right? After a six I don't know game what losing kind of, streak, though. On the yeah, ice, I meant. On the ice. Well said, Jeff. Yeah. I think, like, what kind of leader is he right now? If he, So, hypothetical, Sid's there. What are they, six game losing streak, seven game? It ain't pretty. You know, and is, he, yeah. uh, you know, the, I don't know who the young, if the, who's the defenseman there uh, on Pittsburgh? Latang. No, the, the young guy from PEI, Joseph. You know, hypothetical, Joseph, if you're listening. You know, and he goes out to the bar, and uh, they got a game in three days. Sid gets wind of it. Well, you know, what does Sid do? Does mm-hmm. he take care of it internally? Does he go to the court? Like, I just want to know what kind of leader Sid is, you know, with that aspect of everything. But I know on the ice, no one he doesn't have to, to lead by mouth. He just does what he does, and people go, oh, this guy's working his bag off. I'm going to do that. I feel like he, if, if I were to guess, based on what I've seen in interviews and stuff like that, I know he's so well-trained, but... I think what he is is he's just not going to say much, but when he does, it has merit. You listen. Like, he's mm-hmm. not always like, boys, let's do this. Boys, let's get out there. Come yeah. on, boys. We need to get pucks in deep. Boys, come on. Let's go. Boys, they're beating us down low. Like, all this stuff. He just, he you know, he, he leads by example. He's the first one there. He's the last one. He's always working on tips or picking Weird up pucks things. off the wall, like, you know, wall retrievals and stuff like that. But then he's just probably, when he does say something, everyone's like, hmm. You listen because you're like, okay, he barely speaks up. And I'm. I, this is me guessing. He barely speaks up, and now something has ticked him enough to address us all yeah. verbally. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's what I, that's how I picture him being. See, I, I kind of have it opposite. I picture him being a, can I talk to you aside? Like pull the guy aside. Oh yeah. Like, I, in, I, and even in the smallest situations, kind of. Yeah. Okay. I kind of picture that. I that's could be fair. wrong once again, but I kind of picture him being a, Hey, do you mind if I just talk to you on the side real quick? Just, just, I don't know. I don't know. That's a cool but, part but, about but he, being a fan. But, but he, mm-hmm. he, yeah, that's the thing. He, mm-hmm. he, hopefully he's on here one day so you can ask that. I'll, I'll straight up be like, what kind of leader are you? Yeah. I'd love to fucking know his <laughs> answer, you know? Oh, absolutely. You know, like what kind like of leader? a highlight of your life, man. If you get, if you ask Sid a question like that and yeah. he's thinking, like, you know, and he's in deep thought trying to answer it. But anyway. Like what kind of leader are you? I think you? any cap. I'm be curious about any captain in the NHL. Can you answer that though? Like that's such a tough question, like to answer and i feel yeah. like he'd be so like well, media trained that he'd just be like i oh, you know like <laughs> you know uh, who i'm, I'm going to talk about here i'm not going to say his name uh, but we had uh, a captain that i asked to come on the podcast and he said no he's just, i'm sorry it's not a, a lime like guy yeah um i'm just i'm just going to pass respectively and i no, i was absolutely no problem um you know if you ever change your mind let me know and i i told dudes and he goes that's why he's the captain and he's just <laughs> he you know he's not a captain anymore but like it's that mentality of, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I just, I don't need to shed light on myself or talk about myself. It's just that mm-hmm. that's what you want as a captain. And that's I'm sure quality. Sid has had to gone through those moments where he has to talk about himself because people ask him every day about himself. But that's the mentality you want. You just want the guy who's just putting his head down, showing up to work, mm-hmm. blue collar, suitcase. Don't know what's in the suitcase, but just that type of guy. Yeah. Just Empty. Just Sure, just, you know. Work boots on. No, there's something in there. There's something in the... Re- you can't have a captain with a briefcase with nothing in there. You got to carry like some metal, something, uh, you know, that'll scrape you. Something, you know. <laughs> in case you get in the scrap. Isn't yeah. it crazy to think about, like, us here at 30 or I don't know how old Jeff is, like 13 or whatever. But we're 30 and we're... Th- being a captain means something so much different now than when we were kids. Like, you thought... In minor hockey, it's usually your best player, like in yeah, PB yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, it's yeah, just your best player, yeah. the coach's son, or whatever it is. And then, but you get a little older, and you start to realize what a what a leader is. And some guys are, and some guys aren't, and that's fine, right? Because that's what makes the dynamic of a team so interesting. But you have this, like, I want to be the captain, you know? Because I remember playing for the Max, man. That's all I wanted. I don't know why I wanted it, captain? just to be captain. Yeah. But what, once I wasn't, I'm not like sucky about it. I was like, ah, you know, I tried, and I didn't get it, but. I, you know, you get an A still, so that's cool. But it's just like it meant so much different. You were like, I'm the best player, like on our team, yeah, I'm the captain. Was, and yeah. now you see guys, and then you get older, and the guy, the grizzled vet on your junior team, is just this guy that mocks pucks and like he eats pucks for a living, and he's just hitting. He's got like four points all year, but he's the captain because everybody respects him. And it's just a completely different mindset once you pass like 17 or 18. You know, yeah, it's wild. Like Q teams, their best players with the most points don't even have letters. And you're as a kid, you're going, what? Like, why isn't he the captain? He's the best player in the league, you know. Yeah. But it's but then you do have the guys like McDavid and stuff who are a rare breed that are clearly going to be the captain. Yeah, you can't not give him the captain. Yeah, imagine if they didn't. Yeah, well, they didn't give it to Matthews. Yeah, but Toronto's a different breed. <laughs> that was uh, uh, that was something else, man. Remember that big discussion, Matthews or Tavares, I who do. was going to be captain? That was a big thing. And man. they gave it to Tavares. My man. vote was Tavares. Yeah, they, it was the right Toronto call. Boy. It was the right call. You can't I, give how the can we? How are we saying it's the right call? They haven't done anything. Hey, he could <laughs> he could strip that C and give it to Matthews. Maybe that'll change the culture and they'll win a couple uh, games. I, I mean, no, there's I a po- is there no point that like that there, that like I guess I'm I'm, I'm biased because I love Canadians and I just love that Johnny's a C and he's Canadian. Good old Canadian what? boy. There's enough Canadian captains. There's no shortage. He just has that. He got that grit. He's not the Tavares doesn't. Do you want to know why Tavares no? is the captain? Because Tavares has been through the shit. Tavares has been through the ups and downs of a hockey team. He's been through being the top dog in the in the in the nation being drafted. He was an underager in, in junior and he tore up and he was a first overall pick and he was supposed to be the savior of the Islanders and he persevered through that. They went back to New York and he got booed every time and he never once freaked out about it. He's been through the ringer and that's why he's the captain. He had been in the league at least 10 years. He's an Ontario kid who very verbally and vocally was a Leafs fan as a kid once he was out of New York. You don't bring him in at $33 billion a year and not give him the captain's if Matthews, though, was in the league for a lot longer at that point, it would have been him, I think. I just think it's such a commitment. It they, is, but you're, you're committed stri- to him anyway. You're going to strip him and give it to Matthews when the time's right? Cause That's the thing about the coaching and stuff, stays. though. They can decide those things, right? Like if Keith gets fired, 
then another coach comes in and doesn't see Tavares as the captain, then he can absolutely go Matthews as the captain now, right? That might change the culture, but I don't think switching a letter is going to is going to flip the switch for the Leafs at this point, to be honest with you. You, well, you just talked about how important a captain was. It is, but and think so. about this. Johnny gets injured in playoffs, like, and he comes back. And he's and the other thing about being in the NHL, and this is one thing that people don't see, is you have to be a community activist like you do. And Matthews is all is a lot about fashion and being with Biebs and walking the runway and being at big events. But John Tavares is out at – I'm not saying Matthews isn't. Yeah, but John say, Tavares so is out at the hospitals and stuff like that. I'm not saying Matthews isn't, but Tavares has been doing these things as a professional for that amount of time, and he's the face of that. Yeah, I, I met him true. after the Olympics. Came to the hotel I worked at, shook his hand, looked me in the eye. Had all the time in the day for me. Like, didn't just I've I've shook an NHL guy's hands who just went, thanks, man. Just walked away from me. Johnny T walked into the lobby. It was probably six months after winning the gold medal. He got hurt actually. He didn't play that much. Remember that that year back yeah. in 2010? I oh, think. Yeah. I think was it 14 where he ran his yeah, leg the, into yeah. the post. Yeah, it was, was that, that year. Was that him or Stamkos? No, it was, was it was Tavares. Okay. Stamkos did do that, but that was with Tampa. I'm pretty sure. He okay. Ran. Yeah. Anyways, Same walked thing. into the lobby. I uh, I looked him in his eyes. I I said, Hey Johnny, congrats on the gold. Um, big fan of you. Welcome to the hotel. And he said, Oh, thank you, man. Appreciate it. And yeah, because back then you well, I don't know, back then you probably still do it now. You wear name tags. So mine just said Justin. He goes, Oh, Justin, man, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. You know, happy to bring one back for the team. And just like, all right, check you in right there. I'll take your bags up to the room. And just he was just one of those guys because at the hotel, like all the NHL guys from Ontario came in to skate with uh, Sid and Nate. You know, there's some guys who just don't have the time of day for you, and there's some that just go, Oh, no way. Another guy was uh Eric Johnson from uh mm. Uh, Colorado, yeah, yeah, all the time in the day for you. Just you know, he would be waiting. EJ, for, EJ, he'd be waiting for his car out front, and you know, he'd just be having his coffee. I'd be having my coffee too, to believe it or not, in uniform, and uh, and yeah, just like waiting out front all the time in the day. He's like, oh, I actually used to play with uh, at the Mooseheads right there down the street, and he goes, oh yeah, Nate talks about them all the time. You know, he's just he's just one of those guys who's good people. <laughs> Who was that? Eric Johnson. Oh, EJ. That's EJ. what they call him in the biz. In yeah. the biz. In the biz. Yeah, he was good on spitting chicklets. He seemed like a nice guy. Yeah, he was loaded. They're so good at picking yeah. their guests, so, like, they know who they're going to get and not, like, God, because you get some people, like, remember when we first started the podcast, and you were like, man, I hope this guy talks, you know? But now you just know yeah. that they're going to. We're a lot better, too. Not necessarily yeah. me, but you, for sure. Just at, like, controlling, not controlling the room, but just, like, giving a good vibe off so that the guy comes in and they're comfortable, right? Yeah. That's pretty much what it boils down to. Big one I like to do is meet them in the driveway. Don't let them knock on the door because then they don't. I don't know. There's something about knocking on a door that's intimidating. We've all been there. Anxious. And especially a door you don't know. You don't want to knock on, especially that door. You side. take that pause. Yeah. That pause. You're like, oh, I yeah. hope this is the right door. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that side door on the left, just knock. I'll be there. It's like, no, no, no. I'm going to open the door for you. I'm going to meet you out front. Shake your hand. Hey, Jim, how are you? Welcome. I'm Justin Belanger. Come on inside. Can I get you a water? This is Jeff, our producer. Take a seat. Let's talk. Mm-hmm. There's something mm-hmm. about that that makes the guests a little bit more comfortable, I think. I had a great thought again, and I missed that. Forgot it. Well, I was on a roll. It was about captains. No, I'm done with that. It was about Johnny T. That maybe no, Johnny T. Did his he, he made his peace with us, Johnny well, T. Well, they made Hubert out captain in Calgary, didn't they? Before he even played a game, did they? I think he's got the C. Does he? Maybe I, maybe I'm wrong. I'm gonna find out. Good for Weegar, eh, for what he's doing. Oh yeah, he, he was just contract. like a. I'm not gonna call him a, like a no namer, but he just like kind of came in as a, like an American with the Mooseheads and was just an absolute mucker. And he was a beauty man. Like had a few beers with him in back in the day, but he just like p- he played that gritty mucky style that was almost kind of on the push out, you know. Mm-hmm. And he, now he's worked himself into a crazy. Like I can remember being in a kitchen with him having beers, you know. Dude, and he now was he's like playing in Calgary. Yeah, he's like, awesome. he was the second biggest part of that. To, like Huberto Chuck like yeah. deal like people were like it should have been one for He's one a fantasy but they threw weapon in this great player and Weger <laughs> yeah that's crazy that's the biggest trade in the past like five years in the NHL he was a big part of it that's crazy to think Mem Cup champion President's Cup champion could be Stanley Cup champion could be champion. yeah no, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far you don't know Battle of Alberta this yeah. guy he's maybe, still staying up he's late he's still staying up late watching these games got it. <laughs> of course coming. they finally got a win against tampa last night much needed i know i needed that fantasy needed win too. that win is tampa needed still good it. yeah 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 they won the president's or the eastern or like they were in the eastern conference the past five years who tampa 
Yeah. The, 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 the restructure of that all these years has been super weird. Oh, they're really good at it, man. They brought in that haggle guy. He was noticeable in that game last night against the Oilers. Like, he, was he replaced Palat. Like, I love Palat. Yeah, he's Such injured. Great, he oh, to, New Jer- to New Jersey. He's out for like eight weeks at least. Graves had a couple goals last night, or he's had two back-to-back goal games. Or New Jersey, like man. They're, they're seven in a row. Oh, Liam O'Brien got a goal last night. Yeah, I oh, saw boy, that when I was going through the, the, the end of the night scroll through the stats. They <laughs> love him on social media. Yeah. Hey? Let's just talk about Liam for a second <laughs> yeah. here. Okay. Talk about, not that he was an incredible player in junior, but you just talk about a guy that molded his way to professional hockey. Mm-hmm. That's the guy you talk to about. Like, I, like his name came out in junior hockey, sure. Like, every now and then. He was a big 20 in Rouen. But, like, there, I don't think there's any other guy that I know of that you just don't go, wow, he made it happen. On like, his own. He, on his own. No help. Fought every, the toughest of the tough. Went from team to team to find a spot. And he lands in Arizona, and he's a full-time NHLer, and just never gave up. Because you know that the bag was calling in Europe. You just know the bag was calling in Europe. Even mm-hmm. though Europe might not be his style, you know he could have went to Europe and made some money. You his know wife's that. His European too, I think. So oh, that's is a big fact. I think. I don't know. And, oh yeah, I think she. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm not gonna. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and just grinded through professional hockey, then comes out on the other side with a contract in the NHL, one way with the Arizona Coyotes. Mark, uh, correct me if it's, I'm pretty sure it's one way. Just wow. Just, just bravo. Honestly, though, because it, that's not a tough, that that's not a tough, that's not an easy thing, man, coming up. And how many fighters we had on this podcast and they tell you how nerve wracking it is to be the night before a fight and you're going into the next game and you're like, okay, who's in the lineup? Now you're mm-hmm. looking at the opening lineup and yeah. just to have to know you think oh, about yeah. going into a game, and you know, you have to fight Tom Wilson or something, you know, or like Reeves. whatever Reeves and he oh. just does it. But it's perseverance, man. But you know what I've noticed about about Tuna is that he just always is happy. Hmm. You know, like I mean, maybe he isn't always. He's a he's a human, but he just seems to be like you know, he just keeps getting his shot and he's happy with the shot and he's gonna go for it and, and do big things. And and the fans love him, man. Like, hmm. and the his, you know damn well the teammates love him because how many of teams are like the Leafs are always on the forefront for they don't have toughness, they don't have a guy that's gonna back up the stars. He's that guy. Hmm. But if you watch him play. There's some meatheads out there that are tough guys that can't, they're getting burned all the time and they tell them to go up the ice, get it in and get off. Mm. OB can play both ends of the ice because like you said, he's molded his game. He's had to do this to make a team. He's had to do this to make a team. He's had to do this to make a team. And eventually you start to sharpen those skills and then you land in Arizona. Who cares if Mm. they don't win? Mm. He's got an NHL contract. It's Arizona. Mm. I'm sure there's tons of shit to do. You know, you want to talk about golfing climate and they love him on social media. He's got the big long flow and the scar on his nose. You know what I mean? And he did score. I remember when he came over two years ago and I asked him, I was like, is Europe in the possibility? Like what's the, he looked at me like I was an idiot. He goes, no, no, no. I'm playing in the NHL. Like I'm playing in the NHL. And this was like two years ago. And he just, like, he looked at me like I was a moron. No, no, no. I'm, I'm playing. I'm going to the I'm, I'm going to be a full-time NHL. That's that's the plan. That's going to happen. Like, the way he said it with confidence, it was just, and then for it to happen. And I took a picture the other day of his jersey in a, in a skate sharpening, uh, the place next to Centennial. It was both the Baron brothers and OB's jersey in the middle. And he messaged <laughs> me with, like, the fire emoji. I was like, keep going, buddy. That's unreal. The, the boy, the, oh, he reached out. Like, I didn't message him. He messaged me. He goes, oh, he uh, what did I say to him? I, I was like, hey, we're behind you. The whole province has your back. Keep pushing. Have fun or something. And he goes, hell yeah, brother. Or something like that. You know? Just, yeah, bro. He's just, you know. I was pumped when I saw you scoring, man. On yeah. the, the app. OB, man. He's OB. just a good guy, too. Above all else. Like, and it's cliche to say, but, like, he's one of those good, pure, like, guys in hockey. You know what yeah. I mean? He's he's a big community guy. He loves giving back. He knows where he's from. But we had his dad on, too. So yes. you see where it's from. Yes, his right? old man. Like, yeah, yeah, Sean's, Sean's a beauty. Sean, yeah. And he had good things to say about you. He, like drafted you to junior A or something. Yeah, he did. He was a big part of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was that was camera talk, right? But he like hey, he's got his he's got he knows the dirt. Hey, take a, take this. Fit in where you get in. What do they say? Get in where you get, get, get in. Fit in. That's, that's the situation. Junior B. I want to see if he's uh, junior B, junior A. If it is a one way contract, I'm pretty sure it's a one way. Two years, one way. Seven seventy five. That's what I always good. think about when we're going over a stat. 
and then people know the stat and they're going, they're just yelling at us. Like, I do that to oh, you all the time. When, yeah, you, yeah. when you say something, yeah. I'm like, that's, it's not showtime. Yeah. It's showcase. Show, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do that to <laughs> other people on chicklets. If they don't know something, it's like, didn't you see yeah. the news two hours ago? They yeah. announced this already. Man, oh. now we're going to have to beep that part. Oh, you can't say in this show. What'd you, what did he say? Oh, he said the chicklet spitting. That's yeah. what I said. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, no, I was just kidding. I was kidding. Yeah. I remember, oh, I, listened to I remember I, we mic'd up someone. You were there, actually. No, you weren't there. Yo, you might have been when we mic'd up that guy for uh, in high school. It was during the game in Sackville. He played for Citadel. Remember? And he pointed us. He goes, that's for high. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Akeem. Yeah, it was just at that game. I don't know where you were, but I was by myself. Akeem Dewar Farrell. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like by myself for a second. I don't know where you were. Some guy came up to me and he goes, hi button, right? I go, yeah, 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 hi button, sure. He goes, you guys are doing like the whole spit and chicklets thing, right? And it just crushed me. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I know. Really? Yeah, he goes, you guys are like doing the spit and chicklets thing, right? And I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah that, I guess. I'm like that too at the beginning because I was playing this game and you had to like, you had to put a like a chirp about somebody and then you had to guess who, who wrote it. Yeah. And one of them was like, the, and one of the answers was like, he, thinks he thinks he's in spitting chicklets but he's not or something like that and someone I, said that to you someone wrote that it's an anonymous game like you play it it was during COVID. you play oh, like yeah i can't remember what it's called but it's like all these guesses and you had to write like and you had to guess who wrote what yeah and uh i was like no i'm just sitting there you know i play it off i'm good at that just like oh, i'm not phased like oh, but i went to sleep that night i'm like that's uh, fucking yeah i'm not i'm not even trying to be that like why why are they saying that you know i'm, I'm a nice guy at that you know next game i'm being more gutless the hell with this but then you just, it, it just, somebody trying to be funny, right? And I've obviously crossed the line way too many times. So it's like for me to get mad at that is, but it's at the same time, it kind of pushes you. I'm like, they, it's, I listen to it all the time. They're funny. And the more you read and the more you listen to things, the more you learn, right? Like that's just the, that's just how it is. And they're, and plus biz now gets to hang out with Wayne Gretzky and he's always given tidbits about what Wayne saying. So I'm into that, you know? <laughs> At the end of the day, they're making money doing what they love, and that's what we're doing. So you can't be mad yeah. at them. What do you want me to do? Yeah, they're doing I, what they love. They're an inspiration to me. We're full head of chocolates. They're spitting them. If spitting chocolates called Jeff to come work for them, he'd be out of here in a second. <laughs> See you, boys. No comment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that shirt will be wrapped around your head some fast, buddy. Yeah, yeah, they're at home sitting. You guys see the producer for Highball? Yeah. <laughs> and the he, Giants baseball t-shirt? He's unbelievable. No, but I actually <laughs> see Grinelli and what he does, and people give him like a like a hard time online. They're like, this guy doesn't do anything. He sits around, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but he's like, he's a hard worker. Like He's good at producing. As someone who d- does the production yeah, yeah. for He this edits one. their videos, too. I'm yeah, sure. and he organizes like the Chicklets Cups. Think about how much like, he editing does all he the merch do. stuff. That's nuts. Uh, yeah, like he like he's very good at his job, but it's so easy to be online and be like, oh, he gets to hang out with them. He got our like Rolex. I'm not saying everyone deserves a Rolex, but it's just like, Dustin, bro, it's like it's like this guy's hustling. Like he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's not that good. <laughs> good for him. That's what you do, though, right? Well, you gotta work. You gotta do what you gotta do. Um, how much time are we at on I this that podcast? Was, I knew that was the next question. Forty-five minutes. Fifty-three minutes. I, I'm always. I always ask it at forty-five. Do you? Yeah. Not today, I, buddy. You, yeah. The average. Not time. your. Not your strongest suit. I just got to whiff my hands. Hockey yeah. hands, oh, man. Yeah. It's the worst. What's, what's the shaving cream? You got to shave to have that stuff. I remember junior high. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember junior high. What? Well, in ju- like those junior high dances, I had to practice before. And we were all going to the dance after, like our teammates. Every we were, like we showered, yeah, and crazy. then after we got shaving cream, we're all rubbing our hands with shaving cream because we don't want to be at the dance smelling like hockey. So we're all there rubbing our hands with shaving cream. Who taught you that one, Lisa? No, I don't know who. It was just one of the boys. Like, oh yeah, boys, like shaving cream. That's the one. Like you won't smell like anything. Funny how things change. eh? you go from the hands to the breath. Yeah, yeah. Later yeah, on in yeah. life, you're just trying. You gotta need an apple. You're, you're trying to touch the booty, so you gotta make sure your hands <laughs> smell good, right? You gotta go behind. hockey hands. <laughs> well, I never went, I never went to dances. Yeah, we went to the how uh, the semi, uh, Halifax West. I got kicked out of it. The the uh, Lebanese dances. No, remember we were in the back of the space van eating apples and oh and, yes. uh, yeah, 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 peanut yeah. butter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> got yeah. Rid of your the space van, the man. Space oh, van. baby. I can't believe you just brought that up. We could do a whole episode on that. You could. I want to do a cartoon bit of you going down Quinpool in the space van and us having to jump in because you didn't want to stop. I want to make like a cartoon of that and put it on. That would be sick. That was such a... We'll save that for another time. That was in... Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was Quinn Pool. Well, you Going did, to Patty you did, Hall. You did it everywhere. Doing. Yeah, true. Remember we used to drive around with the door open and pump music, but do you remember the back seats used to spin? Yeah. So like you could you could spin them around and lock them so you could face like the back or you could just keep them on like wide open and they would just spin around. Like I can't believe we never got pulled over for some of the shit we would do, man. Not a seatbelt in sight. Driving as fast <laughs> as I can to try and go up a snowbank and you just get the nose of it stuck in like that. The front tires are spinning. The boys are in the back like, yeah. We'd be <laughs> trying like, to, we'd be trying to, because practice was always at four, four thirty, like right after school and there's so much traffic. So dudes is trying to take a left. So whoever's sitting in the passenger lane be like, dudes be like, get out, go in the middle of the road, stop the traffic. I'm going to take this left. And then dudes would keep going. You have to run and catch up to the car jump back in <laughs> why would it's it better and hard to start well because no because we're late for practice all the time because dudes had to pick up like five guys around the city then we'd go to practice but you just got to move you can't same with huey too huey and his caravan the green caravan yeah he would le- legitimately pull up to my house and he would just put it in neutral and roll by and you'd, you'd, he'd make me launch the gear and, and, and dive in the back and then get in the front right because i was i was right off the highway so i was the first one to get picked up <laughs> Just idiots. And like driving around, blasting music, yelling at people. Like nothing bad, but just like, how you doing? Or like yeah. like trying to scare people. And it's just like no one. It, it, the only time I ever got stopped was when I did 30 laps of the rotary in a row. Yeah, the and rotary. That, and that was pretty much it. But do, were, you, were you? 30 laps of the rotary? Yeah, just to see how. I don't, I don't know why. We did like six. And then it was my buddy Cam that passed. And he's like, he's like dying laughing in the front. So he's giggling. He's like, go again, go again. So we're just like driving around and around and around and around. And finally we got stopped. The cops like, what are you guys doing? We're like, honestly. <laughs> you're just like on the inside lane of the Arndale. Oh yeah. Causing and you're backups. just going all around. <laughs> Honda Civic, no muffler. Wow. I would have been dying, man. Just idiots, man. But we still times. do that. He could, but it's, it's a different now. When you're 17, yeah. they're like. Gas is too pricey. They're now. like. <laughs> can't do that like he's like how old are you 31 he's like you know that you can't do this like there is no excuse you don't get slapped on it's like st- you know you'll get caught stealing at 40 well, i didn't know like that it was illegal like yeah you did you know see it's funny you could get away with this if you're like 70 or 80 because yep. then you could play the i'm old card and you can get away with it when you're young but you know in between 30 no. and 60 no excuse. it's like yeah you know what you're doing <laughs> sweet spot there yeah, for them yeah, they're exactly. gonna get yeah so when we're 70 80 you know we'll do it again i'm like i've learned a lot of these lessons right there's no yeah. way to yeah. <laughs> 30 <laughs> laps of the inside track oh. of the rotor man when you're poor, that's when, when you're poor and bored you'll do anything to make yourself uh pass the time ain't that the truth <laughs> I pitched full inning game, like full nine inning games to to my buddy before because we had no internet or anything like that. So he'd go put the catcher's glove on and I'd th- first pitch, ball, walk guys, strike guys out. He'd call homers, like full nine inning games, built there for three and a half hours. And then we'd switch. And that's what you did because there was, and that's not, I'm not saying I'm a fossil and there was no internet. We didn't have it. Mm. There was no TV. There, we didn't have cell phones. The was, neighbor's house was too far to rip their Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. Scribe feel, and uh, that's what you did, man. And we played rebound. A couple of the boys come over. One guy going nets. You know, yeah, that's still even if you have money, you still play that. That's a great game. We played a lot of street hockey when I was a kid. We played with like a lot of time I can. Just ball glove and a blocker, no pads, and the goalie stick. Just <laughs> don't shoot it at my shins. Playing with rocks. <laughs> did you guys play? You did you play a lot of street hockey? Yeah, I played a lot of street hockey in Fairview, oddly enough, because that's all, it was either there or Rockingham, but Rockingham was down a hill, so to Soft. get home, so to get home, yeah, you had to walk yeah. up the hill. You want to go play with the tough boys? And I was always buddies with Tommy and him and Frozzle, like the whole there was just a good there was a good crew of hockey people in Fairview, and the roads were flat, sometimes bumpy, but flat at least. Rockingham was very hilly. Up top of Fairview was always great because you had the Salvation Army up there and Fairview Junior High and Fairview Heights. And and, and there was always like a basketball court that was never exactly. being used and played hockey. Fairview was just like a good like street hockey hub. And it was tough. Like, it, you know, made you put... <laughs> you built some character there because you're either getting your stick thrown on the highway or a piece of your gear thrown on the highway by an older guy, meaning like an older guy being like 15. Yeah, teenagers. <laughs> yeah, teenagers. Teenagers. That's up. And, you know, that's where you got your scars. I know going last podcast, you talk about scars. You got to be able to mm. you got to be able to be tough. And not that I was the toughest kid growing up, but Fairview helped a little bit. Gave me a little bit of edge. Oh, man, my teeth right here are chipped. I went into Kyle Fader's garage door and it was full contact on the garage door. Yeah. So you dump it in and try and go. Then buddy turned his bow on me when I went to hit him. Snapped my teeth. They're still chipped to, to this, this day. day. Yeah. Chicks love it, though. Chicks dig scars, right? Oh, yeah. Just Lee. Hey, Lee, look at this. Look at this. Do you remember this? This is when I was 12. My, I had adult teeth already. All right, that's the song we got to chuck this off when she turns what? the heat on. I was gonna say quickly though, or, yeah. my uh, a guy I played street hockey with, 
the top of my street ended up drafted to the NHL. So I mean, who? Peter Delivatory. Oh yeah. And in his Vegas. in his, his post draft interview, shit you not, you can go back and watch it. It's he says they said what? Why'd you get into hockey? And he said when I was a kid, I looked outside and there was guys playing street hockey out on my court, and I went out and I started playing. So and that was me and my two brothers out on the, the door, on the court there. You don't get royalties for that then? <laughs> Shit. Royalties, mother. We just follow him. Yeah, get him on the pod. I message him. He never replies. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that, but, you know, get him on. Well, man, that's a, that's a thing. Like, that's not out of the ordinary these days. Like, you message me and I don't reply. It's not, yeah. it's sorry, not personal, sorry, man. Sorry, people. How many times have you opened, guy. acknowledged a text and doing something, so you put it down, and then three days later you're scrolling your text and you go, Shit. Yeah. Like you, I did that to you a couple of days ago. You asked me to do about something, uh, yeah, yeah. and I read it, and then I went out to play hockey, and then like a day later, I looked and I was like, "Shit, I didn't message Jeff back." And then I yeah. messaged him. He's like, "It's covered." And I was like, "Of course it is. <laughs> it's forty-eight <laughs> hours later." You know? I know. I was like, "Dude, like I really need to like figure this out right now. Like, can you help me out?" Just nothing. <laughs> I was like, "All right." It happens, right? It's it never happens. personal for me. Yeah, if anyone, yeah. if anyone at all is listening to this, and yeah. I've not replied to them. I mean, there's the odd person. But. Sorry to bring that up and interrupt you, but the people who sent in resumes, thank you very much. We yeah. looked at all of them. We're going to get back to you here soon. Uh, we're understaffed, so it's tough for us to like take time and look at resumes because we're actually busy building the company. So we are going to look at those resumes soon. We are going to bring uh, one or two people on. So everyone that sent in the resumes, thank you. Boys, we got to wrap it up. Uh, let's have a good weekend. And Freddie Dudes, yep. Jeff, hold it down here in the HRM. High Button Sports to Outer Space. Let's get the twiggies going. Let's get that twiggy. Oh, now, I took the walk to Paul.